Welcome back to the highly debatable sports show where we debate sports, our lives, and we just we really just kind of ramble and talk. But welcome we back do. to another episode. Uh, Lenny and I just got done working out today. Uh, what's fun? How are you feeling right now? Feeling pretty good. I mean, right now I, I look like I'm running a customer <laughs> support hotline over here in my room, but it I, is what I, it is, man. I like I like the headset. I mean, it's my, huge, but I still like my, it. My headphones died at the gym. I couldn't find my corded Apple headphones, so this is what okay. we're rolling with. It sounds amazing. I'll tell you that. It, it sounds, that's sounds good great. because my voice has sounded a little sketchy in the last couple episodes, so sure. here we are. You sound, you sound good, man. I'm glad. Hey, thanks. Uh, hey, you want to tell them what we've recently gotten into? And then, and if anybody wants to challenge us, it's going to be their worst nightmare. Well, recently we <laughs> found out that we are like Serena and Venus Williams when it comes to yeah. doubles in tennis. Yeah. Except, except for the last couple games, we yeah. just fall apart. We fall apart every single time. Absolutely. I think Hunter Haas just has our number, man. I honest. think so. Hunter Haas so. has kind of like figured us out. Well, today's episode is going to be really, really quick. Um, we've got three main topics we're going to talk about today. We're going to start off with the check down. We're going to go uh, to our top five teams so far, week six. And then we're going to do a Sunday review and our Monday night football predictions. Lenny, if you want to do your check downs first, you can do your check down. All right, I will. Let me pull them up real quick because I've been keeping a log of them in my notes on my phone. So, wait, um, hold on. this is your headset duct tape. It is. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I've had this headset since my freshman year of high school. Oh, Lord. And it's held you on tight. It a couple times? Did I what? You snap it a couple times while you're playing like a game or something? Uh, that's indisclosed. All right, your check down. Let's, let's All right, my check down. All right, Trayvon Diggs is the only anchor that the Cowboys defense has right now. Without the turnovers that he's generating, they would be a very lackluster defense, and that's probably in part to injuries, and it could be in part just due to just dumb play. But Diggs yeah. is holding them together right now. I and agree. Even though he my, still gets burnt from time to time. He does, but that's just – I mean, every good corner is going to give up a long touchdown every now and then trying to make a play on the ball, but yeah. it happens. My second check down is my only other one that I have today, and it's not a check down. It's actually – it's more of like throwing a vertical route to, to like, Calvin Johnson because it's going to happen. The Colts right. will finish on top of the AFC South. Yeah. They will surpass the Titans by the end of the season. I don't think the Colts are a bad team at all. I don't think that's, I don't I don't think that's a bad – I think they have a top 10 defense in the league. Their their defense is insane. Yeah. And their offense, now that T.Y. Hilton's back, maybe that opens up a little bit more for, for Pittman. Mm-hmm. And obviously, Jonathan Taylor is going to go get his week Jonathan after week. Jonathan Taylor, dude, this week he was insane. Two touchdowns, yep. close to 170 yards. He had himself a game. But you also have to look at the defense that he played. So, yeah, another thing to catch up. My check down, and I'm checking this down because I think it's the easiest prediction that we've ever made. Um, Jamar Chase wins rookie of the year. 
I could see it. Yeah. I mean, I think it's that's the lead pick right now for rookie of the year. Five games, five touchdowns every single game. And then the thing that really kind of solidified it for me is that even though he's a rookie, he's doing things that veteran wide receivers don't do. Uh, yeah. Yesterday, there, there was a fourth down, and I think Joe Burrow threw um, just a check down to um, Joe Mixon, and Joe Mixon mm-hmm. scored like a 43-yard touchdown off of it, but only because Jamar Chase yeah. was running right beside of him, got in front of him, had a great block on a safety, and really kind of cleared the edge of the sideline to get Joe Mixon through to score the touchdown. And I think that yeah. is one of the reasons he will win rookie of the year. You know who he reminded me of on that play? Who? And I'm not saying like physique wise, he doesn't remind me of this player, mm-hmm. but like in terms of the way that Jamar Chase plays, he really reminds me of like a younger Larry Fitz. Yeah, I can see Make, that. Making the plays that other receivers don't, getting upfield, blocking. Yeah. Making the tough catches. Yeah. I think that goes to dedication, though, because definitely it's not the same physique. The only Mm -hmm. person that is that big that's a wide receiver right now is DK, and DK is bigger than Larry Fitzgerald. DK is huge. Yeah. Um, But I think that that's more of a dedication thing, and I feel like Jamar Chase is probably, like, one of the most dedicated receivers. Uh, A lot of people, and I was one of them, said that Jamar Chase was not going to do well transferring over from college to NFL. Um, They said that he had an awful preseason, and if you watched him, he didn't look that great. But, I mean, he's he's really outblown my expectations, and I didn't think he was going to do well. And I even um, missed an opportunity of drafting him in one of my fantasy leagues because I I, I had zero high hopes for him. But my Hail Mary – and this is my Hail Mary, okay? Yeah, and it's let's also, hear it. It, It's also about the Bengals, okay? The Bengals end up having a better record than the Browns. That's – yeah. And that's – I know that pains you to say that. Oh, it, it really hurts it. you to it, say that. It, it really does. But, I mean, it's true. I, like – the Browns, honestly, after yesterday, they look like the third best team in the AFC North. Yeah. Um, I was talking to my dad last night, and I was like, dude, like, I don't understand what the problem is if the Browns over the last, like, four weeks have one of the best defenses in the National Football League. And Miles Garrett has maybe one of the best cases for defensive player of the year. Oh, easily. And it's still a toss-up. And the one thing that I can really harp on the Browns right now about is just injuries. There's one team throughout the season that struggles with injuries all year long, and they're just plagued with injuries. And right now that's the Browns. The Browns are just injury prone right now. Uh, Cream Hunt, non-contact calf injury. He will be out for three weeks. Um, OBJ was shaken up multiple times yesterday. And then we saw Baker go to the tent yesterday as well. Um, and props to J.J. Watt. After that play, he went over and, yeah. and checked on him. But, I mean, you, you've got um, Baker's number one wide receiver in Juice, Jarvis Landry. They probably have the best connection um, between uh, any other receiver on that team. And he's, he's hurt as well. So, I mean – 
they're not looking like the Browns that they looked like in week one versus Kansas City. No, and, not at all. I mean, they came out and they looked like they were going to win the Super Bowl. Um, but, I mean, you, you just don't know. There, there's still a lot of time left to go this year. But everything that I've seen from Cincinnati since the first two weeks has been spot on it. We did our top five um, offensive line, defensive line, skill positions a couple weeks ago. And my number five was Cincinnati, I'm pretty sure. And I said they don't get any credit. And they deserve to get some credit. I mean, if we look at the game versus Green Bay, it was still pretty close. I mean, I had to go into overtime. And uh, Green Bay has a great offense, but that defensive line and, and just the defense in general had pretty uh, held up pretty well against um, one of the best offenses in um, the National Football League with the Green Bay Packers. So I think that they can get it done. Um, and I think that when they play their Ravens, I think they'll go one and one because the Ravens, like you, you say this all the time, the Ravens play up to the potential of their opponent. So I think the first time that they play, I think that the Bengals are actually going to beat the Ravens um, because they're not going to they're going to come in playing up to their potential and they're not going to think that they're any good. Um, and then the next time, I think the Ravens will get it done too. So I think they'll trade back and forth. But other than that, right now, I'm I'm really high on the Bengals. Um, Joe Cool, as you call him, looks great. Jamar Chase will probably be rookie of the year. Uh, I want to see a little bit more out of T. Higgins, but I mean, I think the Bengals are are a really good yeah, team. They they have probably the best young core of receivers out of any team in the league. Yeah, I mean, you've got Tyler Boyd, who is He's still tremendous. He's so been tremendous underrated. for a while. Yeah, so underrated. He, I mean, he overtook AJ Green as wide receiver one there in A.J. Green's last few years. That may be due to injuries, but I think it's in part due to consistency. And then T. Higgins is still a very solid option. C.J. Uzoma, however you pronounce his last name, Mm -hmm. excellent tight end, pass-blocking tight end, can still go out and catch. I mean, they're solid. And Joe Mixon's a really great running back as well, so – I mean, being high on the Bengals right now, like you said you were, is not not a bad take because I think yeah. the Bengals are going to be solid. Yeah. I mean, that's the only check down and Hail Mary I really have. Um, the only other check down that I have is kind of talking to you um, about how I don't think that the Chiefs are it anymore. And, and I, I told you this when we were at the church. I said, listen, Patrick Mahomes is feeling the pressure, and I don't think that he's going to get it done. And I think defenses have figured out how to handle Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill and Patrick Mahomes. And I don't really think it's as much as a defense, and I don't think they're, they're a top-five defense at all. They could, it could be argued they're not a top-ten defense at all. Um, but I, I don't think that the Chiefs – I don't think they make it to the AFC Championship at all. See, I I think they still have a legitimate shot at a Super Bowl. Okay. And that's just because Andy Reid is a heck of a coach. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Tyree Kill, McCole Hardman, Tyron Matthew, uh, their defensive line, Frank Clark, Chris Jones, they've all been there. They've all been on the big stage. 
And when the pressure's on them, they go out and perform. I mean, if you look at the Ravens game, that wasn't anybody's fault but Clyde Edwards-Alaire for fumbling. Sure. For fumbling. And even then, like, that's the beginning of the season. You still have 14 or so weeks left to go right. out and figure it out. And the thing with Mahomes is, like I've said multiple times on the show, that he needs to stop trying so hard to get that sports center top 10 play. Like, just let the game come to you. Don't try to force throws on the run. Like, against Washington yesterday, I'm a big Washington fan. Our secondary is terrible. That's they why look, the Chiefs burned us the second good. half. Yeah. The they they torched us the second half. But the first half, I mean, we had – we picked Mahomes off twice, and one of them was just – I don't even know what he was thinking. Getting yeah. drugged down by a defensive lineman just throws it straight up in the air. He's ex-chief, done that multiple times, though. Yeah, ex-Chief Kendall Fuller just comes out of nowhere and picks it. Like he, Those are the ones where you just got to let it fly out of bounds. Yep. And I think he knows that, mm-hmm. but I think he tries so hard to extend plays that it, it bites him in the butt. It really does. So Can I make you and the, the listeners and the viewers think really quick? Yeah, go for it. And I'm going to ask a question, okay? Do you think – that one of the reasons Mahomes isn't playing as well as we're used to seeing him play because of his brother. Do you think his brother has any effect? No, not at all. I, I disagree. I, I think I think that his brother has more effect than most people think um, because it seems now that after every single time that they play a game, his brother is put into the media, and then you know that Patrick has to go and have a, t- a conversation with Jackson after the game. So then it's like while he's on the field, he's also thinking about what his brother's doing off the field. No, I, I don't think so. I think he's, he's too poised when he's on the field to be thinking about anything other than the game. But I do think that after the game, he's definitely seeing the repercussions of his like, family's actions, yeah. like dumping a water bottle on opposing team's fans, dancing around on Sean Taylor's like yeah. logo that they put on Washington's field yesterday. Yeah. That's just blatant disrespect. And mm-hmm. I think Mahomes being probably the most popular player in the NFL. The besides, face in the NFL right yeah, now other than Tom besides Brady. Besides Tom Brady. I mean, everybody knows Patrick Mahomes' name, and the Chiefs are probably – they're like the Golden State Warriors mm-hmm. of the NFL, and they have like that new, fresh play style that people don't really see much, and the media is just going to scrutinize anything that happens. I mean, yeah. even, even though it's Patrick Mahomes' brother and his wife doing these things, it's still going to come back. The backlash is going to come to him. Yeah. So – I do think that probably has some effect, but when he's on the field, I think he just locks in. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just feel like – I feel like after every single game in the last couple of weeks, there's something about his brother. And then after something about his brother, you also go and you look at the way that he's played. And sometimes I'm like, eh, there could be a correlation. You know, I feel like any time that, like, his brother ends up doing something – you go and look at his stats, and his stats aren't as gaudy as they usually are. Yeah. Just my just my thoughts. 
All right, you want me to do my top five first since it was my idea to do them? Yeah, go for it. All right, top five, top five, top five. The Browns aren't in it, just just letting everybody know. Okay, good. good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. Man. The Browns are still number one. They're still number oh, one. Geez. Not a chance. The Cardinals. Um, I mean, the Cardinals. Nothing else needs to be said. Nothing else needs to be said. Um, the one thing that we said at the beginning of the season after they had a couple really, really good starts – was their defense will either make or break them as a team. Yep. yep. And we thought, okay, this defense versus Tennessee, maybe Tennessee is just a lackluster offense this year where they only are trying to bail out and use Derrick Henry. And uh, Chandler Jones had five sacks. Yep. And they, this defense has also made this team. Kyler Murray's unstoppable. Okay. Yeah, he's going to put points on the board regardless. Regardless, the the good old you did that yesterday when we were playing the baby Yoda. I was like, oh man. Um, But I mean that the Cardinals have literally proven themselves every single week, and if anyone has anyone else other than the Cardinals in their number one spot, that's that's awful, and you got to have a little bit of bias. Yeah. Um, Number two. Um, I got the Bills, man. Uh, Josh Allen, it looks great. Josh Allen looks like he could have an MVP caliber season. Um, that defense has really no big names except for Micah Hyde, right? I mean, that defense. Tredavious like, White is a lockdown corner. He's probably he's top five in in terms okay. of straight cornerbacks. Jerry Hughes on the D line is solid. Ed Oliver, Jordan Floyer. Another good safety. These are people that us diehard fans who watch literally every single game know. But to like the yeah. casual fans, like they don't have big name stars like JJ Watt or Miles yeah. Garrett, where like everyone knows. And that's why I'm saying like the only person on the defensive side that the casual fan might know for the Bills is Micah Hyde. Other than that, the casual fan doesn't know anyone else on that team, and their defense has stepped it up. And I think that the the victory over Kansas City has a huge message to the rest of the AFC, and um, they showed that the, the their defense is legitimate. And then they showed once again what we already know is that Josh Allen can light it up, not only in the air but on his feet. He's and a winner. He's, he's a, winner. a winner, man. He is a winner. Um, and I and I think that when they utilize him on his feet. I feel like that's when their offense really kicks it into gear because yeah. after the after they utilize him on the run, then the defense kind of has to be like, okay, well, this is a designed run for him, or is this a play action, or or what's happening? Because if he's rolling out of the pocket, I mean, he can throw the ball five hundred thousand miles. Yeah. So like, I think the Bills will probably win the AFC. Um, I don't think there's any other team that's going to stop them. Um, there was one other team that I was really high on was the Chargers uh, that I thought possibly could win the ASC. But after yesterday, and we can get into a little bit of that later, um, I think that the Bills are the top team in the ASC. Um, and number three is the Packers. Um, and if you didn't know, uh, Aaron Rodgers owns the Bears. Yeah, he, he does. The Bears. In, his, in his lifetime versus the Bears, he is 22 and five, including playoffs. 
and the discount double check was back. And if so, you think about it, that man was playing some of the best defenses the Bears ever had. Brian yeah. Erlacher, Lance yeah. Briggs. Like, what do you mean? This man is out here lighting up those defenses. Lighting it up. At a dude. younger age. Like, come on, man. Aaron Rodgers, yeah. give him his flowers. The only thing that I think is going to be a problem for the Packers is injuries on defense. They have a ton of injuries in the secondary. And if that doesn't – I mean, you can't just, like, expect people to get healthy when they're hurt, you know? Yeah. But the kids that are playing – and that there really are kids because, I mean, you've got these kids that are coming in to play for these guys that are seasoned vets um, that now have to step up in a big way. I think the worst game other than that first game that they've played was uh, the game versus the Bengals. And I think that just is – that's more positive talk towards the Bengals than it is the Packers. Um, other than that, I got Rams at four. Um, and I think that it can be tossed up with any other team. Um, and I, I really debated – Rams or Ravens, but I, I hate the Ravens. I hate the Ravens so much. So I'm being a little bit biased here, and I'm going with the Rams. And I think that the dominant performance against the Seahawks was a key game to win, and they got it done. Um, they didn't look too hot at the beginning of the first quarter versus the Giants yesterday. Um, and I don't know why, why that was, but I still think that um, – this defense is one of the best defenses in uh, the NFC, and I think that Easy. Matthew Staff—I don't—I think Matthew Stafford will have some bad games, like any quarterback. Yeah. Um, and yesterday wasn't really a bad game. It's just, uh, just a couple Thursdays ago, right? He had to pop his finger back in place during the game, so he might be still struggling with that. And then for number five. Um, this is a top up. This is a toss up between the Buccaneers and the Cowboys. And I say it's between those two because if the Buccaneers lose that first game to the Cowboys, then the Cowboys are definitely that fifth spot. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but because the Buccaneers beat the Cowboys in that first game, I got to go Buccaneers on the, uh, with, with the fifth place. And I don't think – I'm just being honest, just because of what I've seen. If the Buccaneers don't have Tom Brady, they don't win that game. Because, I mean, no. with only like a couple uh, – like couple um, – I think there was like one minute and six left on the clock after uh, Greg Zerline hit the field goal to take the lead. And then, mm -hmm. of course, Brady goes down the field and they win. Um so, I mean, it's really a toss-up, and I could see the Cowboys winning the NFC. I really could. I think that their their offense right now is clicking on all cylinders and really helping uh, their case at being a Super Bowl team. Uh, but like you said earlier, defense, and really Trayvon Diggs is holding them together on defense. Yeah. They've got a young defensive line that I think is really good. In the next couple of years, they will be very good. And Michael Parsons is really good. But I think the, the best player on that defense is Trayvon Diggs. And sure. his turnovers have shown that. But Buccaneers, man, I mean, you just can't root against Tom Brady. 
uh, just a couple weeks ago. He had five touchdown passes. Um, that was the week before last. So, I mean, if he's still doing that versus a Miami team who has a pretty good defense, I mean, it's it's not awful. Their struggle is the offensive side, if we're being honest. So, can't really debate that. Um, but the Chargers would probably be my sixth team or yeah. my seventh team because if I'm being honest, the Ravens look good. Um, but I don't think that they're a team that's going to get it done in the AFC. I mean, they've made it to the playoffs and then they choke in the playoffs. Yeah. So they that almost, means, yeah, they almost just get lucky. Like most of their games, they almost yeah. just get lucky. Like it comes down to like one or two plays. She, the Chiefs game, they got yeah. lucky. My, uh, um, Clyde Edwards Hilaire is not one to fumble the ball a lot. That was his first fumble. But that was a heck of a play. Career. Heck yeah. of a play. So but you can't that, rely on solo plays like that to win Super Bowls. Nope. You got to be consistently doing it. Consistently doing it. So, yeah, that's that's my um, five. Cardinals, Bills, Packers, Rams, and then Bucks, Cowboys. I mean, yeah, toss up. All right. Uh, for mine, I've got the same first two as you, Cardinals and then the Bills. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody's going to argue that. I mean, yeah. some people might. Some yeah. people might, but. You, if the Bills lose tonight, are they still the second spot? Or they move no. out of the top five? I, I, I say they drop like three or four, but. Okay. Um. Yeah, so at three, I have the Ravens, and I don't like the Ravens. I respect Lamar. I don't really – I'm not a huge fan of him. Me either. I think he's he's fun to watch sometimes, but other times it's just stale, like just watching him run the ball over and over and over. Yeah. It gets old after a while, but that Ravens defense is very slept on. Very slept on. They're young. They're fast. They're yep. strong. It's, I mean, it's very impressive to watch. So I have the Ravens at three. Then at four, I have the Packers. I mean, anytime Aaron Rodgers is on the field, they've got a legitimate chance to win. Yeah. So the Packers, if if that defense can get healthy at the right time and stay healthy, I think they'll mm-hmm. be fine, especially when playoffs roll around. Yeah. And then at five, it is, I still have the Chargers at five. And I think the Cowboys and the Bucks are sitting right on that line as well, like you said. Mm-hmm. But the Chargers being led by Bur- or Herbert, that was Herbert's probably his worst game. Of his career, if we're being honest. Uh, probably of his career, yeah. And he got kind of dismantled by that Ravens defense. I mean, he still didn't look terrible. But it's just that Ravens defense is very solid. I mean, they're going to eat up any offense that they play. The Chargers have one problem, I think, and that is the run defense. Yeah. Is that they cannot, for the life of them, do anything to combat any sort of running offense. And you know with yeah. Lamar, I mean, that they're, they're a run-heavy offense if Lamar's going to run the ball that game unless they see something in film where they think that he can throw the ball and torch the secondary. Um, I think that's why the Browns scored a bunch of points on him last week it is because both Kareem and Nick Chubb had over 100 yards rushing. Yeah, but that secondary is solid. It is. The Chargers secondary is very solid. 
And I mean, I still have them at five, but they could honestly be interchanged with the Bucks or the Cowboys. As much as it pains me to say the Cowboys, yeah. they're good. They're they are good. good. But it's like I said, without Trayvon Diggs, that defense is lackluster. Yeah. My question is, where do you put the Raiders? Because the Raiders now have the same um, record as the Chargers, and they're in the same division. I just I, – I have the Raiders probably around like eight or nine. I okay. still think that they're a very, very good offense led by Derek Carr. I think they're very much lacking a true number one receiver. I mean, Darren Waller is – Obviously, they're lead in targets, but at the end of the day, he's a tight end, so he's not going to get the same looks as a receiver. So, do you I think, not think they, Henry Ruggs? You don't think Henry Ruggs is? Um... He can't be a number one guy, and here's here's why: because one, he's he's a smaller guy, all right, and he's fast. He's got blazing speed, but those guys like that, it's like Deshaun Jackson. Even when he was in Philly, he mm-hmm. wasn't getting seven, eight receptions a game. He was getting no. three or four receptions and all of them would be for 20-plus yards. And to be that type of receiver, you have to have another receiver to take the pressure off you. Yeah. Yeah, true. Um, I don't know. I, I think that the Raiders – I think that division will be the Raiders and the Chiefs uh, – not the Chiefs, the Chargers. Chargers I, I don't, yeah. I don't – I do not think that the Chiefs – if they make the playoffs, they will be a wild card. I think the Chiefs are going to come back and surprise a lot of people. I'm still I'm still sticking with them. I mean, I yeah. may look back at this and call myself an idiot in <laughs> no. 10 weeks, but I really I – mean, But Andy Reid is going to take Kansas care of it. It's Kansas City, man. It's like I said, yeah, when you have these guys on the football field who have been there before, like, yeah. Andy, like Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, mm-hmm. McCole Hardman, they're all – I mean, they've played together for so long now, like four years together. Andy Reid has been their coach this entire time. Yeah. I just don't see the chart or the Chiefs. I just don't see them flopping the entire season. I really they're, don't. They're still the last in their division, okay? Yep. And if you look at who they play, they play the Titans, the Giants, and then Green Bay the next three weeks. Mm-hmm. I could see them winning all of those games. I don't know if they beat Green Bay. The, uh, the thing is, the thing is, is, is it in Kansas secondary. City? Um, yes, it is. Yeah, they're winning. <laughs> they're winning. Hear me out, man. They're they're gonna win. They're gonna win. I don't know. Is the AFC is the AFC easy? No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. The AFC? Because I'm nah, just looking what at what you think. <laughs> dude, okay. Because I'm just dude, looking all at the, how I'm many of the teams, teams? How many of the teams that we just mentioned in our top fives are AFC? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I'm just I'm just thinking, man, because a lot of these teams look like if they were put up against like the top NFC teams, they'd lose. Because I'm looking at the rest of Kansas City's um, season. They've got Titans, AFC. Uh, then they got the Raiders, AFC, Broncos, Raiders, Chargers, Broncos, and Bengals again. And 
if the Cardinals played any of those teams that I just mentioned, they would destroy them. And that's because the Cardinals are the best team in the league, though. Yeah. Okay. That's why. I guess so. I don't know. I just – I don't know. I Because we, we talk about it, and I, I mention it a lot, because I feel like the AFC is – at the same time, I think you can make the conversation that the AFC is wide open, but at the same time, the AFC is not. I feel like it, the AFC comes down to two teams. I don't know. I think it's I think it's open. I what really do, do you think about What do you think about the NFC then? The NFC is open as well. I think I really don't think we're going to be able to tell until like week thirteen, week twelve. I think this is my opinion. This is the greatest NFL season ever. Maybe not I, ever, but it oh, is up dude, there. They're, I don't, I don't the know. Competition man. is insane. It's all, it's a whole entire even playing field. Like, this is the most overtime games that we have ever had in NFL history, ever. And I feel like every single week, there's like three or four games that go into overtime. This week, yeah. we had, we had the Seahawks and Steelers, um, uh, Patriots and Cowboys, uh, Panthers and Vikings. And I think there was one more that went into overtime, but I can't remember it. There well, was... does that does that also go back to what I said in our first episode that okay. the reason I'm so excited for this NFL season, or at the time, the reason I was so mm-hmm. excited, and we both agreed on this, was that every single team at the beginning of the season had a solidified starting quarterback for the mm-hmm. first time in a long time. Yeah. I think the worst starters at the beginning of the season was like Tua – Tyrod Taylor and but Tyrod balled out the first couple yeah, of games. And look what they did. Two two is still not a bad quarterback. I mean, he's mm-hmm. he came back from Miami yesterday, lost yeah. to the Jags, but put up good numbers. Mm-hmm. And Tyrod was hooping before he got hurt. He was. And now yeah. Mills for the Texans is he's shaky, but he's shaky. There's, he's doing a great job yeah. for a he's nobody. trying his best. He's trying yeah. his best. But well. Yeah, great, I just think it's it's great season ahead. But at the same time, man, it's like even even the Jaguars, who are now like one in five, they could go on a whole entire winning streak and win every single game the rest of the season. Which won't happen, but no, it's possible. Yeah. It is nothing's impossible. All right, man. Well, that was our top fives. Sunday yeah. review, anything that you want to talk about? Um, and I know you're going to bring up the Browns. So anything you want to talk about before you, you wreck my, uh, my Browns? Well, I, I say when we, when we go through and review the teams and stuff, that I'll just say whatever sparks my mind. But I'm not going to wreck the Browns because the cards have – Easily the best offense in the entire NFL. Very fast striking offense, like I've said before. They're always, they're just going to get it done. They're going to go put points on the board, and then it just comes down to, like you said, their defense. And who's it going to be? Who's it going to be on defense every week? Is it, it could be Chandler Jones? It could be JJ Watt. It could be Marcus Golden. Yeah, Marcus Golden knocked out a fumble yesterday. JJ Watt knocked out a fumble yesterday. I mean, their defense makes plays. It and does. They make plays. And a lot of people are not giving J.J. Watt 
credit. No. They said that he's old and washed up and can't move like he used to. Can he? I don't. He can't move like he used to, but he's still one of the strongest defensive ends out there, and he's going to yep. move people around to get to the back yep. of the field. He's doing the same thing he's he's done his whole entire career. He's just finding new ways to do it. Yep. All right, Thursday night game. Um, Eagles came back. I thought the Eagles possibly might might have won it because their defense really stepped up in the fourth quarter, holding them to no points. Um, I don't know. What, what do you got to say about that one? You think the Eagles have a chance in their division to do anything, or are they done the rest of the season? I think the NFC East is the Cowboys for taking right now. Yeah. As a Washington fan, it hurts me to say that, but it is true. I'm also not dumb. Mm-hmm. I'm also not super biased, even though I love yeah. Washington. They're my favorite team. I can admit when a team's better, and right now the Cowboys are, so it's their division for the taking. Yeah. But the Eagles are also a team that, I mean, they, they compete with whoever they play. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. They compete with whoever they play. And Jalen Hurts is he, – he's got a very underwhelming arm, all right? Yeah. He can get out of the pocket and make plays and scramble for first downs. But when the pressure's on and he has to make a tight throw, like the game-winning throws that you see Stafford, yeah. Rodgers, Wilson, Brady, all these guys make, even, even guys that are Jalen Hurts' age, like Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, they're making these throws, and Jalen Hurts is not. I mean, not he threw, <laughs> he's solid, <laughs> but it's just like he doesn't have that he doesn't have that X factor yet, in my opinion. Cardinals and Browns. Um, as a Browns fan, I told you there was no way that the Browns win this game. Um, you're like, come on, give them some hope, give them some hope. There, there was no way the Browns win this game. And unless they played absolutely perfect. And they didn't yep. play perfect. And they couldn't play perfect. Um, the Cardinals are the real deal. Um, they the also – the Browns' defense also got messed over on a lot of penalties, a lot of bad calls. Yeah. There were a couple yeah. roughing the passer calls on Kyler where I was yeah. like, that's that's soft. Uh, the one that's where soft. he was going out of bounds and they had they yep. literally pushed him out of bounds and he fell down. Then there that's, was another one where he was just like rolling off his back foot and he threw it and kind of like turned his back. And yeah. the defender, like, put his hands on him and didn't push him over or anything. He stayed on his feet, and they threw a flag. Like, no. I'm, I'm trying to it. see Kyler Murray's stats from yesterday. He had four touchdowns. Yeah. There he is. He Jeez, had four duds, bro. bro. That's insane. Yep. I'm not giving up on Baker either. Because it seems like every single time he has a bad week, he comes out and has a good week. That wasn't even a bad week. He had only had nine incompletions. Still, it's not terrible, but yeah. not not also Baker could do a lot better. Yeah. Seahawks, Steelers. Was this the boring the boringest game that you've ever watched? Or like <laughs> <laughs> I think, dude, I can't watch the Steelers this year. No. Maybe last year I could have, but this year, no, nah, dude. Big they're Ben bo- makes me want to take a nap. They are so boring. And the have Seahawks you seen, have, 
The Seahawks have the worst defense in the football league, like in the National Football League. It's probably close, dude. Jamal Adams, like I said uh, yeah. on previous episodes, that man is overrated. Yep. Dude, he Jeez. read he read that play last night perfectly. Ben, Big yeah. Ben sniped him in the middle of his visor, and he just he, couldn't get his hands up and, and catch it. He'd be better playing outside linebacker. For sure. Because – the only success that he's had is blitzing out of the strong safety position when people yeah. don't expect it, and that's it. And you can yeah. go get a guy for $10 million to do that instead yeah. of paying $70 million. But also, Geno Smith had actually a pretty solid performance against the was actually, Steelers defense. And he was poised, even though he got sacked a ton of time. Terrible he- line. Terrible. Oh, I blame that game on the defense and the offensive line. Awful. Okay, he had zero. He had zero time to make any throws or any progressions. Yeah. Um, he had a great game, in my opinion, as being the first time ever starting for the Seahawks, and then fumbling. I mean, really, the reason they lost the game was because of him, because of the fumble. But I mean, yeah, you can't play a perfect game, especially with your first start as as a quarterback for that team. Yeah. So. I would like to say something about the Steelers, though. Okay, go ahead. If I'm Ben Roethlisberger, I am buying Deontay Johnson something nice, a car, a vacation home, something. Because Juju Smith-Schuster had surgery out for the year. Chase Claypool is thought of as the number one receiver on that team. He gets locked Not a up. chance. Week after week, Deontay Johnson is hauling in seven receptions for 80 yards. Mm-hmm. Week after week, he's solid. He is probably yeah, he is. hands down the most underrated wide receiver in the entire NFL, in my opinion. I can agree with that because every single week, week after week, who do we see on the stat sheet is the number one wide receiver for the Steelers? Deontay it's not Johnson. Juju. It's not Juju at all. It's not Chase Claypool. Yeah, Maybe some weeks. Yep. And in the red zone, it is because he's cut, he's catching all their touchdowns. Yeah. Um. Did you expect this at all? Oh shoot! Hold on, I I took it away. Yeah, put it back up there, and I'll tell you if I expect it. Uh, I already know the answer. It's the Jags versus the Dolphins. Mm, I did not expect it really. Yeah. I, sorry, I, sorry, I had to go out there and win that game for him. <laughs> Yeah. Dude, the Dolphins have probably one of the best secondaries in the entire league. Yeah. But and yeah. and um our boy um Trevor, he he did the best he could. If he had a solid line, man, he he has a really high football IQ and he makes stuff happen when it just doesn't even seem like it's going to happen. That quick slant to set them up for a touchdown on fourth down after the first down, bro. That 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 pass was an absolute dot. It was a laser. Um, Packers Bears. We talked a little bit about that yeah. earlier. Um, Aaron Rodgers still owns them. Bengals Lions. Our dude, the poor Lions, man. We we try to to back them up, and now they're the only team without a win. Will they get dude, a win this year? They will. Okay. Hopefully. I mean, dude, I dude, hope so. Dan Campbell is probably 
my favorite coach in the NFL. He is probably the most passionate coach yep. for their team. He, dude, he, he cries with he his cried. players. He, he works out with week. his players. Works out with them. Like when they go when they went through off season conditioning, this dude, man was doing it with them. He cares. That, this one was on Jared Goff and Dan Campbell even said that. Yeah. He but it's it also like you said, the Bengals have a very tough defense. Yeah. Um, Texans, Colts, Jonathan Taylor. Colts. Look at this. Jonathan Taylor broke off a big run. Two touchdowns, 14 carries. Um, and he also had like 60 yards. receiving yards, I think. That's insane. I I'm high on the Colts. I think they should have beaten the Ravens, but I think the Ravens literally got lucky again. And I think Carson Wentz is playing the best football that he's played in a while. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Even with two like strained I said, ankles. He had 400 yards uh, the week before this. Dude, like I said, they got T.Y. Hilton back in this game. Yep. That's monumental for their offense because it I, opens up. He opens was questionable. He was questionable on my fantasy league. So I, yeah. I left him out still. And then I, I scrolled through and he freaking played. Uh, yeah. Matthew Stafford, 22 of 28, 251 yards, four touchdowns. I said that he had a shaky yeah. game. No, he didn't. Just, he didn't. But, no, but at, the same, at the same time, if you watched the game in the first quarter, you were like, oh, dang, the Giants are really taking it to Stafford. But yeah. then look at that. Cooper Cup. 28 points in one quarter because the Taylor Rapp got two picks in this game. Yep. Um, also, and I still stand to this, number one uh, wide receiver in the National Football League, Cooper Cup. And that's – and I'm talking about touchdowns. Maybe. I'm talking about touchdowns. Maybe. Yards, uh, Devontae. Yeah. But touch, t- touchdowns, Cooper Cup. You, you can't debate Dude, it. He, he has people- the most touchdowns as a wide receiver. People need to start putting respect on Daryl Henderson's name. Look at that stat line right up there. 21 carries, 62 yards, two touchdowns. Had a nice receiving touchdown, too. Yeah. I'm glad I have him on fantasy. Yeah. Um, my homeboy, almost he, 400. Very shaky. Very shaky in the first half. Everybody yeah. was tweeting, like, this is not the old Patrick Mahomes, and then comes out the second half. Must have checked Twitter because this man yeah. looked like a different player. Looked like a different player. No touchdowns for Travis Kelsey, even though he had no. 100 yards. But Tyreek had, had one or two okay. maybe. This team right here is so underrated. Sneaky good. Yep. Sneaky good. They should have beaten the Browns, if I'm being honest. There was no way that Kirk Cousins plays as good as he did versus the Browns. And then the Browns hold them scoreless after the very first touchdown they they scored. They didn't have Dalvin, did they? He got hurt that game. That's what I thought. Yeah. And look at that. Dalvin Dalvin put up yards. He's a game changer. Shout out Bayless, TK, and Chase. They went to this game yesterday, and they said it was crazy. I'm going to say something, okay? Go for it. Seen a lot of people on TikTok calling these people right here frauds. No, no, they're not. Listen, the Panthers. Why? You know, 
you know well, that I was very hyped up on the Panthers coming yeah, into the well, season. I want, I want you to defend Panther Nation and your I pick will. of the Panthers. Defend I it will. because I'm agreeing with it. I, I think they're frauds. That's sad, man. I'm, I'm sad to hear you say that. Okay, go ahead. Defend Listen, them. The Vikings are sneaky good, like we said. Their defense mm-hmm. gives up points, but they also put pressure on opposing teams' quarterbacks. Okay. Other quarterbacks have struggled against the Vikings this season. Baker Sam Darnold. One of them. Sam Darnold obviously struggled. All right. Go ahead and pull up the seventeen of yeah. forty-one, two hundred and seven yards, one touchdown, one interception. That's his worst game of the year by far. Uh, maybe he just wasn't feeling it. But the main reason behind why I'm still defending the Panthers is they don't have their best player, man. They don't have their MVP. They don't have their offensive player of the year. And if you think, if you go back and look and think about how much that offense they actually run through McCaffrey. All of it. It's 90% like 90% of their offense. Of it. I mean, they'll do, they'll do run fakes to McCaffrey just to get somebody else open. It's yeah. hard. I mean, that's like, like the Browns losing Nick Chubb and now yeah. they lost Kareem Hunt. Imagine not having Nick Chubb or Kareem Hunt. That's major. Imagine the Chiefs, the Chiefs not having Travis Kelsey or Tyreek Hill. It's yeah. it's the same thing with all these teams, man. Like you lose your best player, it's obviously going to be a different game plan. Christian McCaffrey so, is great, but he's injury prone. He is, and it's just because he plays running back. Mm-hmm. It's hard to stay healthy when you're taking a hit every time you touch the ball. Okay. Uh, we talked a little bit about this. 100% Justin Herbert's worst game. Yeah. Dude, worst what is game. it with the quarterbacks throwing like 40 to 50 passes a game this year? Is, it, is that weird to you too? It's a pass-heavy league. I think we talked about that the first week when yeah. Dak threw um, over like 60 in the very first night on that Thursday night football game. And one of the only teams that I can think of that doesn't do that is the Browns because they're a run-heavy team. But everyone else, even – I even think Lamar Jackson throws close to 40 every single game. He's in the 30 to 40 ranges. Yeah. I don't think there's anything else to say about this. It just – Not really. Herbert's Guys worst game. on interception. Yeah. Uh, two West Virginia boys yesterday had uh, interceptions. Uh, Raiders, Broncos, Broncos, you have to agree with this fluke. Uh, yeah, Teddy B had a bad game. He threw like three picks, I think. That's not good, but. Fant still had a great game, though. Yeah, Fant's good. Raiders, though, I, st- I still think they're going to they're gonna be the number two team in their division the whole year. They could um, be. I'm not doubting it. I'm not doubting it. We watched this game together yesterday. Yeah. That was a fun one. Look at that right there. That's a stat line. I mean, that that's still 15 incompletions, but when you're throwing the ball 51 times. Yep. Yeah. I mean, C.D. Lamb took over. Yeah, he did. The Patriots, though, man. So we got to start giving the Patriots their props, dude. They're competing against every team they play, and they have not played easy teams. 
Cowboys, one of the best offenses in the NFL, if not the best. The Buccaneers, one of the best offenses. And they're going yeah. out there and they're competing. I mean, they're taking them to the last drives of the game, aren't yeah. they? And that's a rookie Mac Jones, but it's also a yep. testament to how good Belichick is as a coach. I was going to say, I think it's more Belichick than anything. Even though I was super proud of Mac Jones yesterday, he 100% is the best quarterback from this draft class. For sure. For sure the best. He's poised. And when, I wanna, when you say accurate, he is accurate with the ball. And I still think he'll end up being the best quarterback out of the draft class last year. I oh, think he'll he be better be. than Trevor Lawrence. He will be because Belichick is going to make, make him that way. And he, and then Belichick has already made him pretty good. I mean, he played Brady and it was close. He yeah. played Dak who's having an MVP caliber season and it was close. Every single game that the Patriots have played this year has been close. Mm -hmm. I could see them making it to the playoffs as a wild card. I can you see agree? It. Okay. I was going to say have a run game too, man. Damian Harris is a really solid running back, rookie running there. back, man. And then James White, he can still get in there and he can do yep. his thing too. All right, the big one, and then we'll we'll call it a day. Um, what are your particular – I mean, I think it's pretty obvious who wins, um, but what's your score predictions? Ah, uh, that's a good one. Um – I mean, do you think the Titans have a chance? I really don't. I think yeah, that Derrick Henry still goes for 100 yards. That's a given on yeah. any night that he plays. But I'm still taking – I'm going to take the Bills 31 to 17. I said 31-24 Bills. Yeah, I I don't think it'll I think it'll be a two-score game. Yeah. Um Ryan Tannehill will be the matchmaker for this game. I if agree. Ryan if Ryan if Ryan Tannehill plays a good game, this will be one of the better games in Monday night football this year. And we've had I hope he does. Oh, I hope yeah, he plays I, I a good he, game. I, I hope he plays a great game. I hope he Just plays for the, the sake game. of football. Yeah, but Looking at the way he's played this season, I, I don't expect it. And I expect the Bills and Josh Allen to have a great game. Um, we talked about it, how yeah. the they just use Derrick Henry as their safety net, and Ryan Tannehill really is never pressured to be great or he doesn't really get the opportunities to be great. And he but can he's be not, great. He's really not had a bad season. If you, if you look at it, I mean, he's still thrown for a good amount of touchdowns. Low mediocre. Yeah, mediocre, but I mean, it's uh, he can still compete. Yeah, he can compete. It's I'd just not as electric as it has yeah. been the last couple of seasons. And you I'd expect it to be electric with all the people that he's gotten. Yeah. Would you be interested? What? I'd be interested to see what that offense looked like without Derrick Henry. Wouldn't be the same. No, I don't even think they'd be the same team. That's how much of a game changer he is. Okay. Um, prediction, really quick. Josh Allen throws four touchdowns. I don't know. See, I think the Titans have a decent secondary. So, I say 
I say Josh Allen throws for two touchdowns and they get two on the ground. All right, we'll see. Anything else you want to add before we call it? Sorry for missing the last couple of weeks. I mean, college just gets to us and it's it hard, but, but we're, we're trying our best. Hopefully we can make one every single week, if not two every single week, but hopefully we can get Braden on here. We talked to him a little bit before yep. basketball season. Do we a actually, preview of the college basketball season, our predictions. The yep. preseason top 25 came out today. Yep. Where's WVU at? You're wearing a WVU shirt. I did not see. I think I know they're ranked fifth in the preseason for the Big 12 poll. I'm pretty sure. Don't Hmm. don't at me on that, but I'm pretty sure. But UCLA number two to start the season. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yep, kind of weird, but they've got some tough guys on their team. So wow, that'd be fun. Maybe we can get TK on here, the host of Hoops Across the Mountain State, give a little breakdown about uh. Hoops across the mountain state, and maybe uh, we can even get a couple of Winfield kids on here talking about their their upcoming season as well. Yeah, that'd be fun. Well, um, Lenny and I have our uh, NBA draft tonight, so yeah. hopefully we can get Sir Adam back on here pretty soon and do an NBA uh, podcast as well. But Lenny, tell them where we uh we're found at, where they can subscribe, all that jazz, and let's get out of here. As usual, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, Anchor app, or YouTube. It, it goes a long way if you just go over and like and subscribe on the YouTube because it, it, it puts our videos into the YouTube algorithm and gets them on more people's recommended page. That's right. So that helps out a lot. Yes, sir. Yep. All right, y'all. We will see you later. Lenny and I will be playing some tennis on Thursday. Wish us luck. We will see y'all later. Peace.